0: Ready? Right. Just in middle of the field, 45-50. Greengrass in front of him, leaving Lions in his wake. I am Jeff Joniak. again. Blitz is on. <laughs> Down he goes, Oscar. What was it like playing for Coach Ah, uh, I don't want to answer any questions like that. 61 yards. A Sunday stroll for Justin Fields. And take it and and
1: it Now. Bears etc brought to you by Miller Lite with the voices of the Bears Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer
0: Bears over the preseason with a win over the Tennessee Titans at Soldier Field it was a fun game yesterday afternoon Jeff Joniak Tom Thayer back with you as we roll out another edition of Bears etc this is episode number seven already Big Tom and we are brought to you by Miller Lite tastes like Miller time Chicago uh, Big Tom Enjoyed being back in the broadcast booth with you. Uh, A new adventure for us. We got new teammates over at uh, Good Karma Brands and ESPN 1000. But uh, we got a new sideline reporter and Jason McKee. uh, But we still have a little Z and Paul Zerang and Doug Coletti. So we hit the ground running, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, but it, you
1: know, it's kind of similar to the actual football game because we're with a new team of people, although we have some veterans left over from the old team, but now we try to figure out everybody's place and their role inside this new Bears broadcast, and it was really exciting. There's a great group of um, committed people that are involved in this uh, new adventure, and it, it was fun to do. And, yeah, the
0: game made it more fun, of course. And Mark Silverman, our pregame host and halftime host, Uh, some entertaining uh, thoughts from him as well. Good to see him in the booth and the Bears get the win (laughs) 23-17. So, uh, you know, as we break this thing down, that's what we're going to do after watching the tape of it. we got to start. Uh, With Justin Fields, because everybody wants to know how he performed. And three of three, 129 yards and two touchdowns. uh, That'll get everybody's attention. But it was how he did it, right, with those short pass plays. uh, The first one to D.J. Moore and his first touch as an NFL player with the Bears. He goes the distance. And then Khalil Herbert uh, a screen screens on both occasions. Good blocking downfield also sprung those guys, and they had the finishing touch with their race to the end zone.
1: Well, you know, I think that's the key ingredient is – you know, how um, difficult it is to coach a screen of blocks of significant distances to make sure everybody is creating the path for whomever touches the football has some positive yardage upfield. So it's not necessarily about Justin. It's about, having everybody in the exact right spot of their responsibility, understand their landmarks, and then continue the effort all the way downfield on both plays. So I was really excited to see the outcome because – Again, trying to develop those types of plays, there's a lot of moving parts in order to run those successfully.
0: All right, let's break each one down because on play three, it was 12 personnel, so a screen left. DJ had to lean back to his right to catch it, but you had Braxton Jones, Darnell Mooney, big block, and then Jenkins block on the safety. Jatari Carter also with a block, and uh, he outran. uh, DJ did uh, Trey Avery to the end zone. (laughs) So, but, but... you know, from the from the backside guard to the frontside guard to Mooney, uh, all those things coming into play there, uh, I love the screen. It's one of my top loves right next to that corner nickel blitz, but I love the screen pass. How deadly can it become?
1: oh, it it can become deadly, especially if you have the influence of a guy like Justin Fields. However, the guys on the inside, the offensive linemen, they have responsibilities before they get out into the path of the screen. So you either have to give a deceptive block to a defensive lineman, making them think they beat you at the line of scrimmage, and then you exit down the line of scrimmage and get into that blocking position. So, you know, when you run a screen, Jeff, it's not devastating take your head off a type of block it's make sure that you get your body in the right angle that opens up a seam for like I said whomever's carrying the football and that's the part of it you get the guys going downfield you get the blocks at the line of scrimmage you get that burst up field and now you're turning defenders into chasers with big bodies in
0: front all right play seven nickel blitz it's third and eight take it from there Khalil Herbert a little chip in that out for the flat right
1: Yeah. You know, again, kind of deceptive about his release. The blitzer thought that Khalil Herbert was going to come up and block him. He gave a little subtle head fake and then released out to the left. And because of, again, the elusiveness, the athleticism of Justin, you get a blitzer that tries to commit to the quarterback. And I think that's a fruitless commitment because he's not going to catch him. Justin buys a half a second time, locates Khalil Herbert to the outside. And then again, blockers in front of him he did a nice job of just not a not any hesitancy but allow his blockers to get a frame in front of him so now he was going to be able to be the aggressor once he got into the open field.
0: They're also brought to you by United Airlines, official airlines of the Chicago Bears. All right, we'll stay on the offensive side of the ball. We'll take it one uh, group at a time. Let's let's talk about P.J. Walker. Did have an overthrow on, inter- on the E.Q. that was intercepted. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the one thing
1: that kind of sits with me because I really have, I hold PJ Walker in high regards. I think he can really be an asset to the quarterback position, the quarterback room, you know, his use of athleticism, so on and so forth. So I'm excited to see him to get more playing time in the future. But I... You know, Jeff, I I really want to compliment the coaching staff. And I'm not getting off because there are so many guys that played in this football game. You think when they begin this undertaking and how many new bodies there are on this roster, this coaching staff got 90 guys mentally and physically ready to go out there and play. And when you talk about Deontay Foreman, you talk about Ebner, you talk about Khalil Herbert, you talk about Roshan Johnson, you talk about the number of receivers and tight ends and offensive linemen that played in this game there wasn't any egregious mental errors. There wasn't people out of position. There wasn't timeouts because they were mislined up. All those adjustments were able to be made safely before the clock ever ran out. So when you talk about Deontay Foreman and this, these types of guys and you're going to figure out what his role is, I just, I really respect what I saw out of the coaches because every one of these guys were prepared for their opportunity. And I think it gives them a better opportunity to go out and play at a higher rate of speed to, you know, be a positive influence to the coaches.
0: Seventh series of the game, Roshan was really featured, Tom. Uh, He had that uh, play 26, a toss left, fullback lead, slipped three tackles and hand fights to the sideline, gets 24.
1: You know, you think of the first tackle that he ran through, that of an attempted linebacker tackle. There's a guy that has some strength around him but got a – an insignificant grasp on his right shoulder and was able to run through it. And once he gets into the open field, I don't think he shies away from contact against defensive backs. So I'm excited about what we got to see out of Roshan. I like the fact that he had that nice, was a 24-yard outdoor run. But I like his interior vision. I like his willingness to say if they have a point of attack run inside the shoulders of each offensive tackle, that that's where his vision takes him. Is not always trying to bounce it outside. So I'm excited to watch his continuous development. There's a lot of other elements of his game that we have to see. However, he knows how to run the ball. He knows how to catch the ball. And I think that is going to give him more opportunities down the road.
0: We also mentioned Travis Homer. What I love, he plugged a blitzer in the hole play that gave Peterman a chance at a 37-yard pass play to Isaiah Ford. I think that was one of the prettiest plays of the day.
1: Listen, you know, that's judgment day for all running backs. And I like Travis Homer. I like his work ethic. I like his attitude. I like the fact that he's out of practice early. He's making sure his body is ready to practice at the level that it needs to be. But then when they get into a situation where they got to pick up a blitzer, how do they do it? Do they passively try to catch him? Do they go out and do they attack the blitzer? And what type of foot movement do they have after initial contact? Travis Homer is not afraid of contact. And so I think when you get an opportunity, opportunity to have a big completion like that play it still sticks out in my mind it's about everybody holding sustained
0: responsibilities Vizzy hard seltzer the official hard seltzer of the chicago bears glad to be a part of bears etc jeff joniak tom there right, let's go to the fourth quarterback tyson bajant uh the rookie out of shepherd university uh had a nice bootleg for 11 at joe reed but the prettiest one fourth and seventh row Doris Fountain, 25 yards. They reviewed it. Feet were in. Catch was good. What'd you think of Tyson? Uh, we uh, he's talked
1: about a lot because he went to a small school, I think the first player ever in the NFL from that school, but it's about the mental capabilities of a quarterback. It's the confidence that he practices with and then how he brings it into the game. I really like this guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's got some moxie. He's got some confidence and when he made that throw, he put it in a place where only the offensive player could touch the football and if it didn't, it was going to harmlessly fall out of bounds. I like the decision Again, I like the protection, and so I'm really happy that the kid confidently threw the ball.
0: Statistically, offensively, Bears 4 of 12 on third down, Big Tom, on 53 plays, 9.9 yards per pass play. That was great because of those two long ones, a couple long ones actually, and 6.4 yards per play, 0 for 3 in the red zone, and a fumble by Tyler Scott. All right, let's go onto the defensive side of the ball. That really was the story of the day outside of those two long catch and runs because they were aggressive up front, enjoyed immensely watching the tape of all three levels of the defensive depth chart on this one, the eight sacks, uh, the takeaways. uh, How would you just summarize what you saw defensively overall?
1: Um, You know, super impressed with the organization up front with every single defensive lineman that played because they have some sophisticated line stunts this early in the preseason that they were able to use super efficiently. And it wasn't all by the veterans that have plenty of time in their stance playing in the NFL. It's from some of the young guys that are getting the opportunity to run these stunts for the first time. And I know as an ex-offensive lineman, if you're getting ready to play against a team that can sophisticated uh, run sophisticated stunts on the line of scrimmage, it can really take you out of the rhythm. And that's what they did. The core Quarterback for any of the quarterbacks for Tennessee, they never achieved that consistent rhythm that they wanted to where they can finally get to their drop spot and feel unhassled because every time there was an arm, there was somebody reaching for them, there was someone at their feet, there was penetration in between the gaps of the offensive linemen. So I really like what the defensive linemen uh, put on display. But I like the swagger that the defensive backs run with, mm-hmm. and I think it's group-wide. So I think if they can be complemented by that immediate pressure, that pressure you know, by the defensive line where they don't allow a quarterback to fall into that rhythm, they can play an aggressive approach from the defensive backfield. And what we've wanted to see now the last couple of years is more takeaways and created turnovers.
0: Uh, I got to talk about Travis Gibson. He was on the field a lot, but I had him from nine significant plays. About six pressures, he had the sack, but also two very good run stops. He had the leverage on these tackles on either side of the line of scrimmage, and that was big. He had the bend, and and those guys could not deal with him. They they didn't know what to do. Right, you know – the thing
1: that really helped Travis Gibson is he had a couple of really nice outside moves that he uses in his pass rushing arsenal. So now the offensive tackle is so determined to get outside and get a preset on Travis before he can get that outside shoulder. There's a couple times that he was able to undercut him and cross their face to the inside. And that's when he made some tackles behind the Linus line of scrimmage. So I think if Travis Gibson can expose a wider variety of moves. It's going to be more difficult for the offensive tackle to get a real beat on him and know exactly what he's going to attempt to do out of the stance. I'm like you. I like to see the effort that Travis gave yesterday because to me, he probably played the most snaps out of anybody on the defense.
0: All right, let's stay on the defensive line. Uh, Zach Pickens had the early sack. He also had his hands up quite a bit when he was rushing. And he really did get a push. And he, he, he was very instrumental in a couple of key plays in this game. But I also like that he was also uh, pushing guys around a little bit. Uh, he was not getting pushed back. And that was significant for me. Uh, Javon Dexter got doubled a, a fair amount of times. Uh, pad level probably is something that's going to continue to be talked about with him, Tom. But what do you think about the two young guys?
1: Oh either I can we also put Travis Ball yeah. in there also because I don't want to leave him out of it because he did some things in the game that I'm really excited to see going down the road. However, when you talk about Zach Pickens, in the very first sack that he was able to make, he won the sack with a nice line stunt, but he was able to get two offensive linemen completely out of position that once Zach got in between the gap of the guard and tackle, there was no help by the offensive tackle and the offensive guard couldn't get the guy the defensive end that was losing. Looping around, So they had to give up Zach and he was able to get the sack. Really nice, sophisticated movement by the young man. Nice snap count anticipation. Good discipline at the line of scrimmage, not listening to the quarterback's cadence and getting off on the ball. Same thing with Javon Dexter. The guy can cover a lot of room. He's got a really unique body that if he gets a crease on an offensive lineman, he's got the speed to continue upfield, and then the offensive lineman doesn't really have the ability to recover. He plays the run equally as well as I hope he continues to work his pass rushes in in his pass arsenal. And then you look at Travis Bell. Listen, man, this guy is a Tasmanian devil. He's got a spin move out there. Yes. Once he learns the balance of offensive linemen, he's really gonna make those guys susceptible to falling forward why he uses that spin. It's a really quick interior spin that you don't see that often. But again, when you're talking about the height that he's coming off the line of scrimmage because he's a six-foot type of guy, it's going to be really tough for offensive linemen on the inside to get a real significant punch to slow him down.
0: We're brought to you by PNC, official Bank of the Bears here on the Bears Etc. Podcast. Go back to the secondary because uh, Tyreek Stevenson, fulfilling some of his early potential with seven tackles, had a chance at a pick. Threw the physicality around Uh, that first play of the game, gave up the big play, lost his receiver, Uh, but uh, Kyler Gordon cleaned it up with uh, quite the rocket (laughs) shot. I I know I asked Coach in our post-game interview, hey, maybe Kyler could have gone for the ball as opposed to the hit because the ball came out, but the Bears uh, were not able to... Well, he was down, right? They called him down, uh, unfortunately, but uh, no, in that case, you're just trying to stop a guy, but... um, And then he had another big pop in this game, so... Uh, really impressed with the overall play of the secondaries that continued into that game. Me too, but you know,
1: you know, Jeff. I don't know. I I think we're impressed by it, but it doesn't surprise us because this is something that we've seen every day in camp. That they approach every day enthusiastically. They've been able to develop depth from a lot of guys getting playing time last year, and then they brought in a couple bodies that immediately have. Um, they've impressed the coaches enough that they're getting a starting opportunity. And that's what we need to continue to see. Because when you talk about the types of quarterbacks that they'll play throughout the season, you want to be able to have a lot of guys out there to keep their bodies fresh, especially the first game of the year down in Tampa week two and then week three in Kansas City. So if you have forward thinking and you have multiple guys that are good tackling defensive backs, Maybe you have a system that can rotate, but I think overall – every one of those guys, and complimented the defensive front, no matter if they were playing first, second, third, or fourth quarter.
0: Game day snacking calls for good foods, chunky guacamole, made with has avocados, tomatoes, onions, cilantro, and a squeeze of lime juice. It's the perfect snack to watch while the Bears win, and they did yesterday. So score some today at your local grocery store. Game day is guac day. We continue on to special teams. Uh, impressed out of the gate with Jalen Jones, three consecutive tackles and kick return he, yep. he went he went Michael Jordan on us a little bit when MJ was hitting threes in the NBA finals and he just shrugged on the last one he just kind of shrugged on his third consecutive one but he, he he's yeah he knows how to play that position well I was at that game at the sh- I was at the shrug game, but yes,
1: you know, I think us again, getting into the the season, into the games because of there's more of a controlled special teams atmosphere at training camp. You really don't get to see those guys go all out and really sell out when the final seconds matter. And that's what I mean, tackling the guy or absorbing a block and then deflect off to get the tackle. So yeah, I, I like what I saw out of the special teams and again, because of the new kickoff rules, we didn't know how these special teams coaches were going to handle it in the preseason, and I'm glad there was kickoff returns
0: to get the kickoff coverage team some valuable reps. Let's talk about punt returner Bayless Jones. Two punts bounced in front of him. One cost him as he tried to leap for it. Uh, it was a high bounce. Uh, just tracking that ball and beating the ball to the spot with a tail down spiral like that. That's the that's the messaging from Coach Eberflus. It didn't happen. Uh, how does he improve this or can he improve this?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just an experienced decision. You can go back and you can look at that single play a hundred times and it can tell you the story of punt returning. Okay, Valus, if you're ever in weather conditions or you're not in a catchable position of the football, get away. Give the arm signals to the rest of your teammates that may be in that area. And listen, Take what the ball bounces. I think when you stand under, the, under there and wait for the ball to come into your hands and the pursuit team is continuing to close the distance, that's when you're playing with fire. So I think Velas from that one missed punt return, he can lo- learn a tremendous amount about the, the future punt returns and the conditions that he's facing. He's got the skill, he's got the courage, he's got the willingness, but it's now just about consistent, uh, being consistent with controlling the football.
0: Field goal operation, perfect. Santos from 28, 29, and 49, and booted the ball into the end zone, I believe, in every one of his kickoffs uh, for the Bears on uh, Saturday down at Soldier Field. All right, next up, as we bring this to you from United Airlines, official airlines of the Chicago Bears, uh, it's a Monday practice, the final one over at uh, Hallis Hall to wrap things up for the fans, a community service day. then uh, it's off to Indianapolis for a week with the Colts. We're very much looking forward to this. Uh, we talked about it on this show, and many times this is a, a preview of what the future holds. Maybe more than one team each preseason you'll be practicing with, just like the Titans are going to play the Vikings this week and practice with them, and then the Patriots after that. Uh, what are you looking for here? There's a lot to watch Your guys are going to be popping all over the place, Tom. Your head's going to – you're going to have a sore neck.
1: (laughs) You know – as much as I like the team works and stuff, I like the individual drills as well. When you have these combined practices, because you know, one thing about an offense and defensive line, for example, once you have 50, 60 practices and you go to one-on-ones and you go against the same guys, you know, their balance, you know, their stance, you know, their uh, arsenal of moves, you know what they try to do. So you go to Indianapolis, a guy lines up across from you. You don't know his tempo. You don't know his stance. You don't know what his abilities are. You don't know what he's good at or what he's, bad at. So it gives you an opportunity to trust your game and to learn how to adjust to an opponent at a moment's notice. And then that you look at wide receiver, uh, defensive backs, whatever you are, you get a chance to understand a little bit more about route running. You'll understand a little bit more about how to judge your opponent and what they can do in and out of breaks, or if you're a defensive back, how you can come out of your backpedal. Uh, and then the linebacker running backs, you know, either it's one-on-one pass or blocking. There's just a lot of skill development that you can earn in a week's time because you don't know who you're going against that well.
0: Yeah, you know, and talking to uh, Dave McGinnis, the color analyst and former Bears assistant coach, a color analyst with the Titans, said, too, you know, with the coaches, they could go in there and say, hey, listen, we want a one-on-one with player x and player y can you give us that we have to evaluate this player and they trade these notes they kind of set it up a little bit too to get proper analysis for what you're trying to finish with a 53 i think uh, those are some unspoken things that uh, really will make a difference in this as well uh indy losing to buffalo 23 19 a couple of short rushing touchdowns they got a pick six in the game but we're going to be looking at anthony richardson he is the Uh, the darling of the draft in terms of the future. He may not be ready-made right now to step in and start, but maybe he will. He was 7 of 12, 67 yards in an interception against Buffalo. We'll see Sam Ellinger, quarterback Gardner Minshew as well, and uh, a whole bunch of different players there from Indianapolis that uh, Matt Eberflus may know a thing or two, that coaching staff, several. uh, Dave Borgonzi, also Alan Williams, and some others were involved with that Colts organization before he came to the Bears. Yeah, you know, if
1: you do watch the tape of the game, you're going to get a chance to study the next two teams the Bears play, yeah. so that always expedites the learning curve for you and I. Um, it, but I think when you look at the how dynamic Richardson can be at the quarterback position, you don't know if it's going to happen immediately or if it's going to be a down-the-road process. Because of anybody in the last five years that's impressed me out of the Combine, He is head and shoulders above anybody else that I've seen. It's just uniquely enough. He's at the quarterback position, and we have examples like Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields that are in that category of athletes. So it's going to be interesting to watch his development over time if you're a fan of the NFL. Uh, But, you know, it's still going to be about the continuous development process of the Chicago Bears, and that's who we're paying attention to. There's a variety of different styles of athletes at in Indianapolis, but the better the Bears learn their system offensively and defensively, I think it exposes opportunities for a, more, a lot more guys fighting for playing time and earning a spot in this roster. So, and then, you know, there's 6, there's 6 p.m. practices, Jeff. Yeah, this yeah. is um kind do you of think different... Of I like it. It's kind of alters the mindset of the Chicago bears because now they're going to be playing a night game in Indianapolis. It's not going to be a Saturday noon kickoff where you're out of there by four o'clock and you have the rest of your day. You have meetings up until that time that you get dressed and ready to practice. And then you go out and practice at night. Um, That's what I was more familiar with in the USFL than I have been in the NFL. But I like the fact that they're practicing near game time rather than practicing
0: in the middle of the day. You know, we'll, we'll renew old acquaintances there with, with a number of folks there in Indianapolis.
1: Oh yeah. You know, um, Rusty Jones, former strength, conditioning, uh, hydration coach, is over there on the uh, same, in the same way. And, uh, you know, a couple of other people. It's going to be interesting. Chris Ballard, general yeah. manager, you know, a good friend, good friend of ours.
0: Yep, Morocco over there as well. Wow. The, uh, yeah, so we got a lot. We got a lot. Of, uh, it'll, we be know, we have a, it'll be fun. It'll be
1: fun. One of their defensive linemen is the brother of a kid from my high school. So I'm going to try to filter through all the, you know, red tape and try to uh, meet him.
0: Well, the question now becomes – what are we doing for dinner if we're working at six o'clock? Are you taking us to uh early bird special over there at uh Saint Elmos? Have you been to St. Elmo's? It's I a have. Four, it's gonna it's gonna be a half hour ride in, though. You're not gonna I'm go. not going there You're no.
1: Go. I'm I'm willing to You're eat not go- <laughs> at the I'm gonna eat at training table. Oh
0: Tom. And I'm not worried. I'm not worried uh, about know, that's you know, the, the, the last the, thing
1: I'm worried about. Th- the
0: shrimp cocktail, Tom. The, I've been there. The hottest Listen, thing going. Th- Jeff,
1: who's been in the NFL longer, me or you? You have, Tom. You know, one time we were playing the Indianapolis Colts going to St. Elmo's, and um the old Kansas City coach, what was his name? The funny guy. Stram. Hank Stram. He was having a health issue right in the front steps of St. Elmo's when we were walking in. And I think McMahon oh stepped over. Tim <laughs> McMahon stepped no, over the did. top of no, him. He to did not. No, yes. he didn't. Oh, he didn't do it. He didn't no. do it inconsiderately. He was
0: just, oh, you know, man. he happened to be having a health issue. Hank was awesome. Yes, uh, he remember, was. Monday he Night was Football booth.
1: Yeah, he was Right, great. he was our broadcasting our game the next day, and it
0: just happened,
1: uh, you know, paths crossed at that time.
0: You know, the last time we had a preseason game there, remember what happened? Uh, I don't, I do not. Come on now. It was Fill like, me in. It was one of the biggest news stories in the league. It was, Oh, wow. Andrew Luck. Andrew right. Luck walked out the stadium to a chorus of boos and street clothes. He retired. Right, that's right, because we started
1: fil- getting that information filtered to us during the uh, broadcast, and it wasn't, I don't know if we sat there and talked about it immediately, No, and then they uh, said I w- that, that he's, he's going
0: to meet sure, with the media after. I, didn't, I wasn't sure it was a true story. I mean, it was well, all over Twitter, and so you had to, like, back off a little because, what, he's retiring? Way too young, right? But he yeah, was but done. You know, he um, he took a beating.
1: You know, he made a lot of money, super successful, super intelligent guy, comes from a football background, has a good understanding about the, the, the sport and everything, and um, I admire him for, you know, having the courage at that point in a young career to make that decision. I, you know, it was a, a huge setback to the Indianapolis Colts,
0: and, uh, you know, you 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 kind of were thinking that he'd still be the starting quarterback there. I know. Score huge savings on an impressive lineup of items with Jewel Osco for you. This handy app features hot digital deals on everything from premium produce and savory snacks to butcher fresh meat and more. Get additional details at JewelOsco.com. Tom, I think we're done for today. You know, we're going to do Bears Etc. on Wednesday right after practice, so we'll post that for you guys uh, hopefully pretty quickly after that to get a good flavor of what went on in practice there. And I'm sure we'll throw an interview in there as well. And then we got our Thursday night a Bears weekly show, trying to figure out uh, where we'll do that one there because they're practicing, so we'll have to figure that one. Tom, we may have to lay that one on tape. It's possible.
1: Yeah, it would be fun if they let us set, sit somewhere in the stands and 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 do it from do it from practice. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Well, we do appreciate you guys. That's for sure, Tom. Thank you for your time today. And thanks for listening, everybody. As always, please subscribe now on the Chicago Bears official app, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bears, et cetera, brought to you by Miller Lite. And we will talk to you next week from Indianapolis. For Tom, I'm Jeff from Bear Down.